What is keeping us from becoming a great people? We normally look for someone to lead us into greatness. It is my belief that an army of sheep led by a lion is better than an army of lions led by a sheep. There have been many great men and women that has gone before us that has left an imprint on my life and possibly yours. But the greatest man and leader we should all want to imitate had no servants, yet they called him master. He had no degree, yet they called him teacher. He had no medicines, yet they called him healer. He had no army, yet kings feared him. He won no military battle, yet he conquered the world. He committed no crime, yet they crucified him. He was buried in a tomb, yet he lives today. King David tells you and I about him in Psalms 23. Psalms 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He making me to lie down in green pastures. He leading me beside the still waters. He restored my soul. He leading me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will feel no evil. For thou art with me. Thou rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anoints my head with oil, my cup running over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Great leadership inspired people to reach higher, dream bigger, and achieve greater. When I was in school, they said Christopher Columbus discovered America, and he was led by two important instruments, a compass and a map. That's leadership. Stay with me. As bright and as intelligent as he was, he could not lead himself to America. Hint, a compass and a map. What are you saying? I'm saying King David, just like Christopher Columbus, understood something or someone other than himself had to lead him to success, to his destination, to obtain his goal. Psalms, the 25th chapter. The fourth through the fifth verse says, Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Lead me into thy truth and teach me. For thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all thee. Vince Labarde was the head coach of the Green Bay Packers in the 60s. And he led his teams to championships and Super Bowls. The Super Bowl trophy was named in his honor. Vince Labarde is considered a great man, a great leader of men. Vince Labarde once said, Leaders are not born. They are made. And they are made just like anything else through hard work. I respect Vince Labarde. He was considered a great man. But Mr. Vince Labarde is wrong. To his credit, he was a football coach. 
And when he said this, more likely than not, he was in a locker room trying to inspire his players, fire them up. But the greatest leader was born. He was the most influential, inspirational. He was the greatest long before Muhammad Ali declared, I'm the greatest. He was setting captives free and leading revolts when Nat Turner and Harry Tubman was nothing but a figment of his imagination. He traveled a sea. He walked desert without a compass or a map. Contrary to what some people believe, he was born. Let's look at Matthews, the first chapter, verse 23. Matthews, the first chapter, verse 23. Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Matthews, the second chapter, verses 1 through 2. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east of Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. The greatest leader that this world has ever known was born to a virgin Mary, conceived in a manger. He rode into town on a Cadillac. Four legs, two ears, and a tail. A donkey. Isaiah, the ninth chapter, verse 6. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful. Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. He was born a leader. Jesus of Nazareth. We know the story of his life, his teachings, his persons, and his work. He is the author and finisher of our faith. Hebrews, the 12th chapter, the second verse, tells us that. Born to inspire people to reach higher, dream bigger, and achieve greater. Born to lead. Matthews, the 4th chapter, verses 8 through 20. Jesus is walking by the Sea of Galilee. So two fishermen. Brothers Simon called Peter and Andrew casting their nets into the sea. And Jesus said unto them, Follow me. And they stopped what they were doing and followed him. James, the son of Zebedee, and John his brother, is in a ship with Zebedee, their father. Jesus calls out to them. They stop what they're doing and follow Jesus. Matthews, the fourth chapter, the 25th verse. And there followed him great multitudes of people from Galilee and from Decapolis, and from Jerusalem, and from Judea, and from B and from Jordan. Now that's influence. Far-reaching influence. Influence is the capacity to have an effect on the character, development, or behavior of someone or something or effect itself. Leadership. Jesus. Created to be worshipped. The prophet Isaiah called him the root of Jesse. Some were sheep without a shepherd, but a Nazareth taught them the word of God and fed them. He is known as the great I am, Jehovah. El Shaddai, God Almighty. Elohim, Supreme. The Master Potter. He is the bomb of Gilead. Able to heal us physically and spiritually. 
Great leaders inspire people to reach higher, dream bigger, and achieve greater. Some of those people are still living. Some have died. Some were killed. History will show that the greatest man of them all was killed. He spoke of his own debt. He had a plan of salvation for us all. I know what your mama, your daddy, and your mama and your papa tell you. I know what the school teacher and school book says. But Mark, the ninth chapter, verse 31. Mark, the ninth chapter, verse 31 says, For he taught his disciples and said unto them, The Son of Man is delivered unto the hands of men, and they shall kill him. And after that he is killed, he shall rise the third day. Everyone, listen, every day someone is doing something great, making sacrifices for a better tomorrow, for you and me becoming leaders. Ask yourself these four things. Why? Why not? Why not me? Why not now? Romans, the 8th chapter, verse 31 says, What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Philippians, the 4th chapter, verse 13 says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Let God be your confidence. I want to ask a question. And that is, what is your blueprint? To being a great leader. What is your blueprint to becoming a great leader? What is your blueprint to inspire people to reach higher, dream bigger, and achieve greater? What is your blueprint? Whenever a building is constructed, you usually have an architect who draws a blueprint. And that blueprint serves as the pattern, as the guide, and a building is not well erected without a good solid blueprint. Now each of you is in the process of building the structure of your lives. And the question is whether you have a proper, a solid, and sound blueprint. As you build from the blueprint of life, lay your foundation in Jesus Christ. First Corinthians, the third chapter, the eleven verse. For no man can lay a foundation other than the one which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Make Jesus Christ the Son of God, the cornerstone. First Samuel, the second chapter, the eighth verse says, For the pillars of this earth are the Lord's, and he has set the world upon them. May I suggest as you build on your life, may you build your life upon the pillars of the Word of God, which can be found in the Bible, when in these 66 books, 39 books in the Old Testament, 27 in the New Testament, among the 8,674 Hebrew. Words 
among the 5,624 different Greek words and 12,143 different English words in the Bible, you will find biblical instructions before leaving earth on how to reach your greatness. God has created only one you and me. And I don't care how old you are or how young. Genesis, the first chapter, the 27th verse says, verse says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. God created us in his image and likeness. As I say that, I have another question. I've always had trouble with that scripture. God has created us in his image and likeness. Have you ever looked in a mirror and not see God's image and likeness? I have. As I looked in the mirror with these two eyes, I saw ugliness. I saw fear. I saw self-doubt. I saw a boy who didn't know his mother and father. I saw an alcoholic. I saw a womanizer. I saw shame. I saw excuse after excuse of why I couldn't be the man God created me to be. What I didn't see is God's image and likeness. One day I was looking in the mirror and I heard a voice say, put your face closer to the mirror. So I leaned in closer. Then I heard a voice say closer. I leaned in farther. The voice said closer. I had got so close to the mirror that my nose was touching it. My two eyes had become one eye. And in that instance, I heard God say, that one eye is me looking at you. And I see greatness. I see Aaliyah. I see who I created you to be. My point is, when you draw closer to God, when you come near to God, God will come near to you. James, the fourth chapter, the eighth verse says, wash your hands of your sins and purify your hearts. When I now look in the mirror of God, I see God's image. I see his likeness. On today, I pray that you see God's image and his likeness. That you see all that you are worth, that you see all your somebodiness, that you see that you can be whatever you want to be, that you can become great. Now, the path to being great people a great person comes with resistance. It's our natural instinct to take the path of least resistance. We want success right here and right now. The world has gotten itself in a great big hurry. But you will fail. You will fall short. You will be delayed but not denied. I heard Michael Jordan Michael Jordan, who some say is the greatest basketball player, I heard him say he has failed in his life. Jordan said he has missed more than 9,000 shots in his career. Jordan also says he has lost almost 300 games. Jordan said the coach has asked him 26 times to take the game when he shot, and he missed. 
Jordan has said he's failed over and over again. That's why he succeeded. In his life, if your path has no obstacles, if the devil is not fighting you, you're probably on a path to nowhere. There will be doubters. You will make mistakes. Life may seem unfair. Your mom may have walked out on your dad. Your dad may have left your mom. You may not have a place to live, no car, no job, dealing with sickness, dealing with financial problems, whatever it may be. All these are obstacles designed to stop you from becoming great. Life is full of ordinary individuals who found the strength to persevere, endure, in spite of overwhelming obstacles. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, faced the greatest obstacle of us all, nailed to a cross for you and me, for a life we could not see. All he asks is that we believe. Keep your eyes on the cross and you will achieve victory. Every song you sing and every dance you dance, just remember your life is not by happenstance. So do not fear says the word of God, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen your hand and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10 tells us that. Remember, their deepest fear is that we as a people, we'll realize we are powerful beyond measure. No compass nor map can find the hidden treasures buried within you. So start digging for your greatness. Uncover it. You was created a winner. Fabric by fabric. Stitch by stitch. Your name sewn into the clock of history.